0: I talk <laughs> extremely loudly on the podcast. The broad? The broad. Welcome back to my bedroom. This is where the magic happens. And by the magic, I mean the No Clip Podcast. I'm Chad Riley. <laughs> I'm JJ Artimez. And I'm Andy Cannon. And today we're going to be talking about The World Ends With You. Uh, the World Ends With You is a game that was developed by Square Enix in partnership with Jupiter Corporation. Uh, and was released in 2007 in Japan, 2008 in North America, and PAL regions. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> and is described as, like, a JRPG, but it's, like, the furthest removed you can be from a JRPG while still remaining one, as far as I can tell.
1: Also, it's on the Nintendo DS.
0: It is on the Nintendo And uh, you can get The World Ends With You what is it like best foot forward i forget what it's
2: called <laughs> 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 it has like it's some kind is of it stupid name version? they made a mobile version okay. yeah they're like alludes to the fact that it's on one screen now uh, yeah well, that's dumb it is dumb don't we, I, I don't have to tell you not to play it that way unless you have like an iphone 4 because you i don't think you can buy it anymore because it's not compatible with all versions oh that's of the iphone yeah, it's a huge problem in the in the, like the App Store and mobile market is they keep updating the OS, so lots of old things keep getting outmoded. Like yeah. the the old version of Bioshock is off the store now for the iPhone for the same reason. I mean that's probably a good thing because Bioshock
0: <laughs> probably doesn't need to be on a phone. Are you sure? Yeah. Think of the atmosphere. <laughs> think of how. I mean, I think of it even, the lack you, of it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> if you play it only on your phone while you're like. In a tent, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I like can in see your that. bed at night? Or actually saw. in a submarine? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a
2: good time to play Bioshock Mobile. Uh, and the only good time to do so. Do you guys know offhand whether it's actually Bioshock Mobile or. I, I was under the impression it was just Bioshock with shitty controls. I believe that is the case. Though, you can actually Bluetooth a,
0: like, a 360 controller ah. to your phone to play it if you wanted to. That's weird.
2: Yeah. That's weird. Need. But anyway... Wait, <laughs> right. wait, I haven't gotten the chance to mourn the loss of Infinity Blade yet. The best iPhone game that no one can play anymore. I don't think that game is that good. I've never even played it. Well, you can now, so... Alright,
1: so on to... <laughs> <laughs> what we supposed to talk <laughs> the about. The proper game. Your regular
0: scheduled programming. So, you guys actually had both played this game uh, hysterically long before I even knew it existed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I actually don't know how much the case that is for most people. Like, I don't know if this... Because I, I was under the impression that this game was, like, uh, a super niche, culty game. But it was apparently, like, the number one best-selling DS title at the time
2: of its release. Uh, so that might not be the case. It's certainly, like, considered niche in retrospect, but... Uh, And that's definitely assisted by how much the game seems to want to make itself sheen ish Like, it's one of those things where it seems like a lot of the design elements were put into place so that you could, like, look back at it ten years later and be like, oh, man, that's fucking weird. What is happening with this game? Yeah. So my thoughts on this game are, that that
0: was fucking weird. (laughs) What is going on with this game?
2: (laughs) (laughs) On the timeline stuff... I forget am i misremembering or was this game like one of the first games you ever got me to play oh god i don't know uh, <laughs> um, i have this
1: like I, i'm pretty sure I was just like hey I got this game I think you would like it too and you were like yeah can I borrow it and I was like yeah <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't make a a mental note of whether or not oh this is the first
2: game I got JJ to play <laughs> a big deal I have this... bucket list <laughs> check that one off i thought like in retrospect that it was like like one of the building blocks of our friendship it was uh, like like you know like when you, like when you're dating people and you exchange flowers and stuff but you're friends so you exchange like video games instead god i don't remember uh, this got a lot deeper already than i was prepared for <laughs> You can't complain to me for me bringing emotional depth into the podcast when you opened I, it. With, I feel like we had already been friends for like over a year at the time. I mean, maybe. We, we might have been. I think that's the case. Just, it's just one brick. One brick. It may be on top of other bricks, but it was a brick that I remember.
0: So the question then how old were you guys when you played this?
1: So that would make us like 16 ish. Yeah. So, okay.
0: That, to me. I, I don't know. I don't know Because, like, I have noted that I am becoming, like, worse at certain things as I <laughs> grow older. I am, like, profoundly terrible at this game. Like, just awful. And the thing about it is... I really liked this game. Like I was like super into it the whole time I was playing it. really? yeah, i I really like what this game is trying to do. I am so atrocious though. <laughs> <laughs> that it became like a a like a a physical hazard to continue playing. <laughs> I had a similar experience with my first playthrough as well.
1: Like, especially back in high school, like, I did not put in the time with games to, like, really learn the systems and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I really coasted through this game, like, changed it to easy all the time and stuff. And, like, it's a game that I... that I think definitely, definitely, like, benefits a lot from a second playthrough.
0: Yeah. It might get there for me. Uh, Their game's that I haven't finished uh, for the podcast. Spoilers, this is one of them. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of the times I'll just be like, eh, whatever. Like, I'm done with that game. Mm-hmm. I did my my duty. Talked about it. Uh, this one I, I feel like I will go back to. I feel like it benefits, at least for me, from being able to play it like one chapter a day for uh what 20 what, like actual
2: days in the game <laughs> i completely right. agree actually the yeah. game seems especially back in if you can think back far enough to the era when like the ds i don't know even the name of it the stupid ds friend connection thing that it had where friend like you, codes no no no, no where you could like close the ds and if you were like around other people like you street could pass make magic happen yeah that might have been a
0: street pass is a 3ds thing oh
2: fuck isn't there something you can do where with uh, in the world ends with you? where you like fight with friends? who like uh, add is friends to your the, Is
0: it the
1: download play thing? That's it. Is it yeah. the yeah.
0: mingle
2: tuner? Sorry. Shut that...
1: up. <laughs> yeah, I think there was that kind of functionality, but like I've never known
0: anyone else that had a hard copy of this game. <laughs> yeah, I was even thinking like we should try out the multiplayer features before the podcast. And I realized that you had lent your
2: age ages old copy. To JJ again in a right. repeat scenario. Dude, we could have, like, still, the two of us attempted to be some slammer eye for a little while. Yeah. slammer <laughs> God damn it. I'm pretty sure JJ, you would have just wrecked Chad. <laughs> at at, at slammers? How would I know? I don't know his skill at slamming. I assume <laughs> you spent no time slamming.
0: I spent some time slamming. Come on and slam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright. We're going, I think. Too much into complete nonsense yes. <laughs> instead of uh, what the the game is actually about. And I think the game is about its combat system. Like I feel like that's its reason for being. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I uh, discussed with Andy a couple of times over the course of the week uh, that I've been playing it, the story of this game is really well written and is something that we will talk about, I'm sure. But I I feel like this game's entire like existence is kind of held up on how wacky and insane its its combat system is. <laughs> yes, and uh, I mean this is one of those novel games that actually makes a good use of the Nintendo hardware that it's been given, mm-hmm. which is going to be kind of a theme. Considering in about a month we're going to be talking about Trauma Center, which does the same thing. Uh, but this this game. In particular, is just like it, basically it was. It's the embodiment of the fear that I had when I saw the DS for the first time. <laughs> when I was like, you can't have a stylus and play a game at the same time. It would be literally impossible. <laughs> and they were like, we're going
2: to try to make it at least a little bit possible. <laughs> All right, then I think this is a good time. I want examples from you of the kind of badness that you ran into while trying to play this game? Because I don't know, like when you stopped, I don't know what your first like big roadblock was. Uh, I would guess if I was to say that I didn't actually hit like a, like a wall in the traditional sense,
0: just like I real like I would be grinding my way out of minor inconveniences, which like snowballed into me being pretty overleveled for most things. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, the only time that I changed the difficulty down from normal was on the, the boss of the first week, uh, which everyone online has told me is, like, easier than most regular enemy encounters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but apparently I did not think so. <laughs>
2: uh. So you kept your level slider pretty much always maxed, you never messed Unless your I level. was, uh, like, farming for something okay. in, in particular. Uh.
0: The thing that I found, basically, I just find it completely impossible to either manage the top screen while still doing things on the bottom screen or being willing to ignore the top screen and just do away with fusion combos at all. Like, I, I refuse to do that instinctually <laughs> for some reason. So, like, I will continue to, to do that, and, like, I'll see it kick to auto mode, and I'll be like, oh, fuck, and then I like go up and start mashing, which is basically worst-case scenario because that means the person on the top screen is doing nothing for the longest possible amount of time. <laughs> uh, I felt like I got the hang of it, uh, like, midway through week two. Okay. I started to, like, understand. <laughs> Good. I also think that Joshua's sync moves are just, like, way easier to keep track of than Shiki's, Because it presents you with a problem immediately to solve, as opposed to, like, a memory game, when 900% of my brain power is going <laughs> elsewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know about you, JJ, but, like, the way that I handle the combat system is 100 percent or 99.9 percent of my uh concentration is going towards what neku is doing on the bottom screen Mm -hmm. and i find like different kinds of like patterns to like punch just mash into the (laughs) d-pad that seem to have like a higher likelihood of triggering like a fusion move oh
2: absolutely and they totally design the systems around the understanding that like at least 80 percent of your effort is going to go into bottom screen because the bottom screen you have so much more agency over what's going on, right? Yeah, you have like, so much more fine-tuned control and, and control over the kind of stuff you can do with the pin systems. Right.
1: Like, I didn't do any kind of, like, research into, like, what other people, like, on forums and stuff, like, how people play this game. if like, anyone actually is able to do both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it seems impossible. Yeah. Because it, it would be, like, playing two different games at
0: once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the things that I found to, like... Help the issue is with your pin selection to just always have something that has a like blindly tap in one direction version of it. Mm -hmm. Because uh, for a lot of the game, the two pins that I I found that I liked the most uh, were the Masamire. The, like, slash to do an attack one, yeah. And I, I forget what it's called, but the ice spike that you like slide up and it just like puts a big fucking pillar out.
2: Oh, you like ice spike? I, I really like that. the ice spike. Okay,
0: um, and for like a lot of week one, I used those two the healing soda <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a pin that like randomly inflicted like a, a stat. DK on the enemy, like an attack break or whatever. Yeah. Uh, And I was like, this is cool. But I was totally unable to, like, do anything with the top screen because everything that I was doing required my attention on the bottom screen. Yeah. Then I discovered the boomerang pin, which is the greatest (laughs) pin in the world if you don't care about... Or if you want to care about the top screen. Because you look at the top screen, and on the bottom screen you just go like, bah, and just jab at it a bunch of times. And he fills the entire right side of the screen with boomerangs. (laughs) (laughs) It just works.
2: Dude. You bring up how great, I think, they implemented pin diversity in this game. Like... Talking about making good use of the Nintendo DS's functionality, they did, like, every cool thing I could have imagined if I sat down in a room as, like, a way to implement or manipulate a character on a touchscreen. Yeah. So, you, they went so far in some cases that there were some misses, but there were just so many pins and so many hits that you don't have to care, mm-hmm. because the number of pins that you get is so large compared to the number of slots that you have to use pins. Yeah, it's
1: like almost too much
2: or i would say it
1: is too much it's like overwhelming the number of patents that you have yes
2: i always want to say that it's
0: like uh it's almost identical to me to creating a party in pokemon where it's like, except it's like if they just threw Pokemon at you all the time and For didn't free. stop. Yeah, yeah. Like you didn't have to catch them; you just walked into tall grass and Pokemon jumped into your pockets. <laughs> That's
2: basically how the pins work. But yeah. In my case, uh, and this is to bring sort of the last two conversations together, uh, my favorite pin, uh, and then there are multiple of this sort of type, but it's the very first like teleport pin that you get uh i forget the like inputs and stuff but even now i have this really strong memory going through the game of the first time i played it hitting my first wall against like one of the like secret bosses or whatever and i I don't know the blue noise yes because it was the first the first blue noise is this fox that drops that pin and it was such a great pin and it was the first time i felt like i actually had to try and like master positioning under the system like, actually care about where I'm standing and treat it more like the sort of, like, third-person action game and less like, like, a dual-handed spam than anything else. <laughs> I never really liked the teleport pin, oh. personally. <laughs> what did you like? What, what does it do? You, It's it's like a version of the dodge that's actually usable and instantaneous. See, you oh, I actually really out. like the dodge.
1: Really? Like, the vanilla dodge, yeah. Oh, it's, it's
2: hard to get used to, but once you do, it's
1: really useful and satisfying to use like the trick is to not use or for me what uh it was to not use like a flame pin or anything like it Mm -hmm. where you drag to use the move because you'll accidentally trigger that all the time but like once i don't know once you figure it out it's i think it's really reliable
2: yeah i love the idea that in part, like a partial concession to the imprecision that has to exist in, like, DS-style touchscreen controls, that they allowed you, based on the order of the pins that you chose, to select pins that have, like, priority of assumption. Mm -hmm. That's such a cool idea and something that I had to imagine came in late, that you can be like, if the game is unsure which of these two things I want to do, (laughs) let's default to this one first instead. Right. It's a way to have agency. Yeah, that's
1: the way I did... I like to set up my pins is like I I like the slash move as well so I'll have a slash pin and then it'll go all my other ones are just tapping based so like I'll just tap and I'll be like shooting whatever (laughs) and then I have the one where the rocks fall so I just keep tapping and just keep attacking them
0: yeah Square Enix both like far exceeded my expectations and underwhelmed me massively when it came to dropping things onto opponents. Because the rocks thing in this game, I was like, why aren't the rocks just bigger? Like, it just would have been more satisfying, even if it was still doing the same amount of damage, to be dropping, like, huge boulders, but it looks like you're just, like, throwing chocolate chip cookies at them. And then, like, in Crotter Trigger... You dropped like a giant rainbow frog on a dude, like that was awesome.
2: <laughs>
0: not I mean, not satisfied. I, mean, well, <laughs> I got rid of that shit immediately. <laughs> well, there's
1: different concerns with a with yeah. an action game versus a turn based or pseudo turn based. Yeah, that's fair. RPG.
2: Yeah, I'm on the two screen stuff since I haven't weighed my two cents in, I think, on that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I generally spent all my time in the bottom screen doing cool implementations of noise and spending a lot of time spamming just left or right, and to the point where I'd often look up and realize I was just like throwing Shiki's stupid little. Mm-hmm. Bear thing over and over again into
0: nothingness.
1: Yeah. See, I didn't really have a problem with that. Like, I was always able to, like, keep it in my peripheral vision and see, like, which side the enemies were on.
2: That is not a thing it, I am capable the of. The good idea. person way to deal with the situation. Yeah, yeah. But well, eventually, I had, like, checkups. Like, I would go up <laughs> and be like, okay, what are the, what's the, my pr- progress toward the next ultimate look like? What button input see, do I have to do to, to get the next ultimate? Uh, and see, then go I back never, ever
1: moment. even comprehended that bar at the top. <laughs> like with with Shiki I found that like if the enemies are on the right to like mash right a couple times and then just switch to left and like for some reason and then before I and then go back to right and for some reason that would like trigger the fusion attack a lot like just throw in some lefts when you're not when you don't think it would be a good idea to use some lefts and it'll trigger the fusion attack.
2: That sounds like confirmation bias <laughs> <this> to me. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta drink a little bit. You yeah, gotta
1: give it so, some waggle. Uh, I just I found little like tricks like that with all three partners to like to make them trigger like more often in this playthrough.
2: Did you ever get to the third week? I get yeah. to the third week, but I never fought a battle with beat. Okay. Andy, mm-hmm. How do you do beat? How does how did you deal with beats Like way to trigger fusions. I don't remember
1: with him as much. He's the hardest one to 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 use. Maybe hate him more. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think the idea is they want you to like attack things from above with him yeah so like you only want you to hit the up button before you start combos yeah I think that makes it ha- trigger more often well
0: because she also deals more damage if you start her combos in midair mm-hmm. uh I never ever which did is <laughs> it's just another thing you have to like consider about, before yeah. you do it oh yeah and it's like they threw that mechanic in and like I had forgotten about it until like Day seven, and I was like, Oh, right, I can jump. And then they give you Joshua, who can't jump. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to totally forget this is a thing. And then I guess in the third week, would have been forced to
2: try and learn it again. Yeah. yeah. Countering with Shiki was the one that I always forgot, it, where she can, like, oh, like turn around and smack her. a dude. Yeah. 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 and uh, I love the weird that thing. Joshua can, like, port a dude to the other
0: side. Mm-hmm. Like, that one is really cool and useful. Is that what the camera does? Yeah, the camera phone, okay. you, you move it.
1: Because I always hear, like, the sound effect triggering. And right. I'm like, what is
2: that doing? It's <laughs> like, smile. Yeah. God, This game is just, like, a cacophony of mechanics.
0: Yeah. That is yeah. literally what I was... There was, uh... That was, like, my thesis on this game. Yeah! Like, when I, uh... got to There's a point in, in week two when you talk to, uh... Uh, cool guy, coffee man. Oh, okay, cat. Cat. Call him cat. Sure. <laughs> when you talk to uh to to cool guy coffee, cool guy coffee, man. cool cool guy cat coffee, uh cafe connoisseur. <laughs> um, he like <laughs> <Or> <laughs> Mr H is what they call him. Yeah. Instead of cool guy c- coffee, man. <laughs> cat coffee cafe man. <laughs> no. Uh, and he upgrades your phone with a tracker, right? And, uh, you're like, what does this do? And he's like, more features is always better, right? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) well, somebody definitely thought that.
1: (laughs) Some meta humor there. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because they just keep, like, your phone menu is just, like, a fucking... It's it's absurd. You get... (laughs) Eight boxes of, of options, each of which has, like, an 11-page instruction manual on how to use. And so you're, like, 400 pins, and there's, like, there are tiny icons that do stuff mm-hmm. and that I, like, forgot about, and, like, big icons, and it's just, like, yeah. ooh.
1: That's something I think is, like, almost inevitable in this game, is there's going to be cani- mechanics you just completely ignore. Like, like, I was like, every once in a while, like, oh, yeah, like, I guess I'll go buy some more clothes, right? better clothes to put on. I don't know what the fuck that was (laughs) And then I'm like,
0: like, all these food shops, should I buy food ever? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Food is the one that I totally neglected. (laughs) But it's really funny that, like, eating and digesting is like, mechanically <laughs>
2: simulated for some reason yeah, in for... partial real time where like you eat it in game time but you become hungry in real time that's what you probably didn't know cuz you didn't I didn't even so, know that you got so hungry. here's how the food system works in 1/18th <laughs> of the food system works other uh, you have like 30 like grid spaces underneath your name when you put right. stuff in and when you put food in there You'll, like, each food will have like, a different amount of squares that it fills up that are green. Right. Yeah. And as you take, like, bites of the food right. with a Y, because this game is cool, bites with a Y. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, I th- thought you meant you pressed the Y button. I was like, <laughs> I was fighting battles. <laughs> I could have just been pressing the Y button.
2: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it'll those blocks at the top, it'll remove the green boxes but replace them with uh, g- gray boxes. And those gray boxes, once you're full of those, you can't eat that much food right, anymore. Right, you're actually full. Yeah. Man. But those yeah. are removed, like, every hour in reality. Oh! Yes. I Okay, that's the thing
0: I didn't know. I thought that it was like a... Oh, because it's and it, it would then be scaled to a 24-hour day. Yes. So is that all, like... On its own menu? And that,
1: yeah. is, that it is Well, I, I've never of. even
0: seen that screen. <laughs> it's, it's on the equipment screen.
1: It's the same yeah. screen we you uh, I've off. never even noticed that. It's, under,
2: it's underneath the picture of your face. And of course you didn't notice it, because this game is just nothing but noise. It's just yeah. sound. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> this is going to be worse than all the
0: Link in uh, the Breath of the Wild episodes.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's just... You, there is always another button you can press, and the game doesn't expect you to pay attention to everything because you can't. Like mm. the main mechanic of the game is based around you not having enough attention <laughs> to do both things the way that that you could if you were paying attention to both. Yeah, so
0: that's my question, I guess, is because both of you mashed buttons up through the top screen.
2: I mashed with checks, thank you. I mashed oh. and did uh, and then did some che- checks. Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, it benefited that, full benefit of the doubt to both of you. You
2: mashed the top screen. (laughs) Did you turn off the auto system? Uh, No, I kept auto at max in case I was a dumb person and messed up. Oh, I just kept auto at... Wait, max is in like... You the can... longest time before it starts. No, no, no. the quickest time before it oh, starts. Okay. It's like if I, if right. it's like one second I spend not hitting the button, it'll I start doing stuff.
1: I didn't adjust it at all. I yeah, I left it. mine on mid, on mid so as well. So that's
2: three seconds. You get mm-hmm. three seconds of nothing. So now you know how much time you wasted Right. I was in all those circumstances. You know, yeah, where I didn't. So I take everything back. I'm actually the best at this game <laughs> <laughs> out of everyone in the room. Mm, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh,.
2: Wait until you get to that final boss.
0: Yeah, I'm not I've watched <laughs> the final boss. I That doesn't do mm, it justice. It
2: does though. not. Yeah. It, it, it really just sticks yeah. you or right like, in the mud. They
1: they did the coolest like, like what Square Enix usually does. They usually go at final bosses, but they did the coolest possible thing they could have mechanically, which is take away your partner. Right. So you do like no damage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, kicking your crutch out from under you is what I mean. It's always a cool idea. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm like the the last person who should be continuing (laughs) conversation on this game. You seem like you had a train of thought. Oh, I did, actually. It was... Oh, you (laughs) know what? It's a stupid one. Good. But I am going to go with it. um, Because it relates to everything that we were talking about. Though, I think due to the, like... Interconnected web that is this game's mechanics. Mm-hmm. It would be impossible for one thing not to relate to another thing. <laughs> so we just kind of have we're having like a spherical discussion that has no designated end.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so my question is. You didn't really interact with the, the clothing, equipment, ability-friendly shopkeeper parts of the mechanics. I mean, I
1: did, but, like, I just didn't, like, really worry about it. Like, right. I did, uh, every once in a while, I'd pop into a shop. Well, I would check the shops regularly for, like, any pins and, like, quest items and shit. Right. Uh, but then I would, like, occasionally be like, oh,
2: some clothes. Huh. So, did you buy your clothing and equipment and actually, like, use it? Oh, yeah. Way more my first playthrough years and years ago than my second, but mm-hmm. once, I, because in both times, I tried to go through the game at, like, minimum level as much as possible so I could get a billion amounts of money and sell it all to these close people Second playthrough, I neglected on that a little bit because I just didn't want to go through trying to try every pin and like master all of them so I could sell them for more money. I just continued to sit on my crutches and uh, not really worry about it as much. But yeah, like I was like, oh man, I gotta buy all their things so they love me. Uh, (laughs) That was much. Mine was
0: less about the love and more about just like arbitrary like, bonus goals that I was running into. Mm-hmm. And so would be like, hey, show up here dressed all in this brand. And I'd be like, oh, sure. <laughs> Go do that. I haven't sold any of my pins yet. And just, like, dump all those into, <laughs> into the grinder mm-hmm. and pull it out. So my dumb point, and if you have a more, like, cognizant point about the equipment system, I'm totally cool to continue talking about it. Yeah. But did you ever get a piece of of equipment for shiki that changed her pattern into the shape of some
2: weapon uh, i got one that turned it into the shape of a cactus is a that a ca- weapon <laughs>
0: i think that's actually weirdly just like the default is like a cactus no, shape no
2: no it actually oh, it, it actually said yeah yeah cactus. i'm not like make it's not like me being me and being like oh it was vaguely cactus like like it actually said cactus on the screen okay. <laughs> the one the ones
0: that i got were like spear And Club? Yeah. And Club was great. uh, Because I don't know how the mechanics work. And then once I figured out how the mechanics work, I could see why the other one could be good. Mm -hmm. Because as you, like, hit the button more times, it deals additional damage to the thing, and then you'd get the finisher at the end. Yeah. And I thought the goal with your top screen person was just to get the finisher as often as possible. Uh, And so the Club just seemed good, because it changed it into, like, a very short thing with two very short prongs. The spear, which I used for a really long time because I didn't know the clothing I was wearing did it. And it just happened to me. Yeah. Was this, like, mile-long combo chain. (laughs) So when I would try to get to a finisher, it would require, like, nine button presses. (laughs) Ooh. And I would always get knocked out of it. And it was just
2: super awkward and strange. I assume since they gave that as an intentional option, there has to be an upside to not getting the finishers immediately. But I don't know what that is, because that's part of the mechanics that I couldn't possibly have had the it's time to explore. It's probably like moving
1: up and down like to different like branches or something. I don't know. That would be like my guess. Well,
0: the way that the spear worked would be that there would be like, so it's, if you just matched right, mm. it would be, like, nine straight across. Right. And if you went, like, right, right up, there would be three, and then that was the thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, right down, and then three. So it was, like, a weird kind of a thing yeah. set up. It just made <laughs> it really hard to ever get the fusion, right. so I dropped
2: it real fast. Yeah. I Cheeking the fusions was, like, a... Really big goal of mine when looking for clothing. Like if I got free stars. Oh yeah, I set that up. Uh, so by the time I was done with with week one,
0: Shiki just started with two fusion stars, and I was like, oh, this is way
2: easier. Yeah. I think the true me- mechanic that I neglected most was like brand loyalty in zones and stuff, and trying to influence that in any way. I don't think. Okay. Yeah.
0: The influencing is a thing. Yeah. Because, like, it seemed as though if you were having difficulty in an area, you could just fight smaller mobs to bring your shit to the top of the list, mm-hmm. and then fight the boss, and it would be, like, better. Mm-hmm. But, man, that seems, like, unintuitive. They don't even I- explain that to you until, like, day six.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, because this is a Square Enix game, and you need a, <laughs> a, a mandatory week of tutorial. <laughs> They're still
1: introducing stuff into like week two, like oh, yeah. yeah, like week three is the only one where it's like training wheels completely off. <laughs> yeah.
0: Except for when you have to learn how to use
2: beat. Well, yeah. <laughs> Who has literal wheels? That you have That's to. true. Yeah, yeah. The wheels back on. They're, <laughs> on. they're off the. They're bike off the bike and onto the skateboard. <laughs> Skate- <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> like a
0: skateboard with two fucking big wheels just like attached <laughs> to the side of it, but uh, it's so stable. <laughs> but um,
1: i was always wearing the same stuff mm-hmm. and basically always using the same pins yeah so i guess the brands that i use were always the best in every area
0: <laughs> totally possible it's yeah.
1: it, like there were a few areas where it was like weak brand and it never really seemed to be that big of a deal it halved the damage is right but i mean like it was only like oh, a couple enemy encounters i agree and now that. it's not Number
0: one. <laughs> yeah. so, never that important.
2: And whenever it ended up being important, it, you just had to go through so many menus to interact with it that that was the reason that I cut it off. You'd... I do really like the way they tutorialized that, though, with the the red pin
1: thing. Yes. And how that like ended up being important to the plot. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was good.
2: Speaking of the plot, you said you liked the story. I'm surprised by that, too.
0: Really? Yeah. It's Battle Royale... Set in a modern day and with like weird square Enix stuff stapled to it. <laughs> with the exception of the weird square Enix stuff that was stapled to it, I thought that it was a pretty good adaptation of Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, my, I, my thoughts were
1: that if Chad doesn't just absolutely hate these mechanics, that he'll really like the story.
0: Yeah, I did totally fall into that camp. Like, it's a story that actually made me want to keep uh, going. Like, it, it made me want to keep progressing through the story but before I even had the slightest idea what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. Uh, and then is the reason that I'll probably go back and continue playing the game after this is done, but on a way more casual <laughs> yeah. level. It's
1: like that perfect tier, like, of Square Enix story, where it's, like, not too complicated. Like, it's this nice middle ground. Mm-hmm. Except the end,
0: they seem to raise the stakes to, like, the highest imaginable level. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> We're almost to no reason. Yeah. And, like, I'm he's gonna, like, get rid of the whole city. <laughs> like, that's fine.
1: City irredeemable. Yeah. It's, well... like, it's almost like a Batman kind of
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, the city is a way smaller scale than most, like, Final Fantasy games. Yes. which Like, yes. the re- like whole realms of existence are, like, <laughs> up, hanging in the brink. Mm-hmm. So, that's, uh... I guess a step, a step in the right
2: direction. Yeah. Still like angels and shit, though. They couldn't. They couldn't cut out the yeah, a godlike entity.
0: God, yeah, <laughs> godlike. This is the discussion we were having earlier, uh, just before you came over, actually, about uh, like the the like godlike? Because I never perceived anything in the game to be more than just like a guy. Like a person, a human being, and like the the Wikipedia, immediately like in the first like paragraph of the plot summary on Wikipedia, which is not the best plot summary I've read, <laughs> uh, it refers to the the composer. the composer as a godlike entity. And I was like, that's nonsense. But then like, like more and more stuff started to come into my mind. Is like, oh, he kind of like. You know, governs life and death. (laughs) Controls reapers. (laughs) Operates sort of like a purgatory. (laughs) Yes. A little bit, uh, uh, it it makes more sense. So they actually managed to take, like, the gods and angels and shit that were, I guess, expected in a Square Enix game, Mm -hmm. and even make that seem more down-to-earth and realistic. Than they would typically be able to.
2: Well, they put them in sweet threads. Like, they did put them in sweet, sweet threads, threads.
0: <laughs> and that's how. Because normally I find like squids to be like super gross and slimy. When they put them in cool outfits, <laughs> suddenly you have like one of my favorite shootings of all time. <laughs> but
2: yeah, they did. They did a good job also of hiding like the most lore-iest of lore stuff uh mm-hmm. until after you've beaten the game i In, forget like,
0: the hidden pages or whatever it's yeah
2: called. yeah like the secret things that are also a square enix staple mm. but most of the time you get those mid game not after it i remember you you were telling me uh, when we were younger about like like oh you you beat it you gotta keep playing it to find all these like secret reports and, right yeah and you were like nah <laughs> uh, i've never actually even done this i uh, just know it's
0: a thing yeah, that's something that I read up on when I was trying to... I may have gone further than was needed when trying to like make sure that I was prepared, even though I had missed out on kind of a
2: third of the game. Mm. Uh, well, that makes sense. The game has just so much everything in it that you're constantly that, terrified of what you'd miss.
0: They were like, oh, we didn't hit our... Uh, like, the, the Square Enix golden ratio of like one-part mechanics to four-part lore. <laughs> They they're like we fucked it up. We made we made it forty three part mechanics, (laughs) two parts lore. So put in throw some secret files in there. (laughs) So everybody, because this game has so much hidden as well like just shit to do mm-hmm. uh that i was very quickly demoralized <laughs> from like trying to pursue every avenue
1: yeah it's like the story is what really keeps you going in this yeah. game even though it is very much like about like experimenting with different types of mechanics like on the platform right. of the ds but like it's there's always something new being revealed to you or like something new to do. Like it just, it has this nice pacing and this nice like reveals that are just like spaced out really nice to keep you being like, Oh, what happens on the next day?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Something that I I forgot, completely forgotten about this game until coming back to it. And maybe I was just a dumb person and didn't even like notice or register it in the first time is how much I like this game's sense of humor. Like it doesn't. It really departs a lot from like the normal Square Enix perspective. But we were constantly sending <laughs> of, each other of not having a sense of humor, <laughs> right? <laughs> they like I'm, when, I'm, when I'm talking about like muggles and stuff. Or, oh. like, like, that there, I like
1: There's always levity in like at least older Square Enix games, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Bit, I'm
0: basically just talking about the Final Fantasy series, generally. Mm-hmm. Other Square Enix games are considerably more like. Open to humor yeah. than that, right? But
2: like, you sent me pictures of sexy D's and things like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Uh, and I kept recording photographs of the, over the game of it, just like weird, out of context moments, like a man with a sensual face, sort of like sliding backwards oh, and oh, oh yeah, while he screams, "Come get some!" Hot stuff, come get some! Yeah, yeah.
1: The game is really good at like injecting personality, like with those little voice clips. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in all the right spots.
0: Yeah, that's actually... Because uh, the the sense of humor thing, I guess, struck me, but less than I think that, uh, the, that I would have kind of characterized it as, like, this is a game that's trying to be funny. I felt like it was a game that used that to really well characterize the characters in the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, they became much more human than, like, a swordsman who fights for honor because his family was killed, or something. Right. Like, these kids seem more relatable.
2: Yeah, the humor is really organic. I do think that this game lands better as you're younger than when it's older, just because it's much easier to empathize with a lot of the problems that the narrative deals with, especially early on before things start to scale up into extreme importance. Neku
1: is yeah. much more relatable when you're a
2: teenager. Yes. For sure. Like, early game Neku to a 24-year-old is pretty grating as shit. But but Neku's character development's really good, though. Exactly. It, it, you Once things start to scale up, it, you start participating in an actual story with people that you care about but early game it's still very much in a lot of the things that people tend to make fun of and i was mostly coasting along on appreciation for the (laughs) aesthetic art style and infinite mechanics even then though they balance him
1: out pretty well with shiki like i think a lot of their interactions feel like if a like well-adjusted popular girl and like a reclusive (laughs) anti-social guy were forced to spend time together
0: Mm -hmm. except the way that it plays out in the game is more like as if they were uh, I don't know how if they were opposite loads on some kind of pulley system right. <laughs> where Nick who starts as like somebody who's totally self-centered and uh, an edge lord <laughs> and she starts out, literally being another person (laughs) and they pull each other closer to the middle where he becomes like a tolerable asshole (laughs) and she becomes like a more comfortable with herself like but still pretty like uh neurotic human being (laughs) they both get pulled toward the middle ground but neither of them really excels at the end
1: more realistic that way. I agree. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I just, it, it, does,
0: it does a better job of making a believable relationship than most like coming-of-age stories tend mm. to. Yeah, they even make Beat feel like a like
1: real person somehow. <laughs> <laughs> also, like his actual voice in the game, like he has a few little voice clips, mm-hmm. is so not like how I. <laughs> <laughs> Because he just has, like, a regular, like, teenage boy voice, but, like, I always imagine him having, like, a really deep, like, <laughs> deep voice. Like I can
0: see that like, a Not bit. even that
1: it's, like, his natural voice. Like, he's trying to, ha- like, sound oh, yeah. tougher than he is. Yeah, well, I get
0: that. Beat is Team Skull. Oh, yeah. Like, like he bro, even wears the skull on his head. Yeah. Yeah, uh, when, when Pokemon Sun and Moon
1: first got released and I heard, I saw Team Skull and heard the music, like, their theme, yeah. I was like, are they playing the World Ends with you <laughs> over, over a <at> Game Freak?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was, I thought, I, I felt that very much
2: when I saw him, like, immediately, mm-hmm. it was just like, this is Team Skull. It was a good way for them to use the uh, one nice person dies early trope. Because they surround that character with people who you can't really relate to yet because all of their problems are so ingrained. They seem like such, like, shitty 16-year-olds at the time when Rhyme dies that every time she comes in, it's like a breath of fresh air because she just acts like a person instead of everyone else who seems to be surrounding her at the time. So when she gets eaten by a shark, that kind of sucks.
0: Yeah. I actually, uh, when I remember when I got the game, I was like, I liked Rhyme's character design like a lot. Like, I like that character of just like because she's wearing like a like a sweatshirt that's like clearly not hers. <laughs> yes, like it's just huge. <laughs> and I was just like, I like this already. Like my favorite character. And I started playing the game, and then she just dies instantly. <laughs> Yeah, he said that like
1: when he got the game like, he came in the mail, and it's like I think this is gonna be my favorite character right here. And I'm yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I remember when it happened.
0: I, I remember. I remember when this happened, uh, or when it actually like when her death actually occurs in game. I remember just like thinking like, man. Andy did a really good job <laughs> of not even letting on that this was gonna like my biggest disappointment was it's I was like, like Oh, a- I bet she's not gonna be like a playable character or something. Uh- oh no. She just
1: fucking dies immediately. <laughs> yeah, she's only in like ten percent of the game. Yeah. She's close to a playable character if you count of uh, being a, a chipmunk.
0: She's a she's a summon, basically. A pin, yeah. yeah.
1: But um it's like when you got Dark Souls three, and you were like, "Yorm, what a cool <laughs> what a looking cl- yeah.
0: boss! I hope it's a
1: great boss." About and I was me. all like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's like the exact same situation. <laughs> every time I think something is going to be great, they so, the game developers do something to ruin just that element of it. I
2: mean, you're talking about the character design. Mm. So every character, including Neku, is designed in such a way that it's supposed to be this like evocative, cool, like modern Japan teen lifestyle thing when you're looking at the cover and all the promotional art. like Everyone on the front is supposed to look like Abstract, stylized, cool. But despite that, through <laughs> the whole game, everyone gives just Neku shit about, about what he's clothes. wearing. Yeah. yeah, like it's a completely <laughs> the same sense of style and cool fashion as like all the characters seem to generally try and present themselves as in the art. But they just think he's just the sloppiest fucking dude. Uh, maybe they just don't like the color purple.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that could be it. Uh, but it it is weird because that's how they tutorialize the clothing thing. like he's right. like, uh, Neku, you know, like try changing into something like that's not shitty. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, I think his
1: clothes are pretty cool.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I remember like, I, I also thought that was a little bit weird. I also think that the greatest thing in the world for just me probably would be is if the clothing actually did change what your appearance looked like in game. Oh yeah. Because of course like for most of <laughs> of the first week Nico was wearing like a striped t-shirt and a pair of mismatched socks <laughs> like from the equipment menu. Yeah. And that would be so good if he would just <laughs> like no pants on. <laughs> Just some, like, dumb floppy old socks and a t-shirt. And he was like, focus, focus your energy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, because of the way they did the equipment system, partially, unfortunately, I guess for this hypothetical, is a, you have a lot of combinations. It's actually really hard to make, like, a full set of clothing that you wear. Right. Because, you know, wearing, like, a handbag suddenly takes up your, like, <laughs> shoes slot. <and> yeah. <laughs> it's
0: it's There's a head slot, like a... Like a, a head slash accessory slot, I think?
2: Yeah. And then, like, a shirt, pants, shoes. I never got this straight. I never really understood. I just trialed and error, like, wish things. Like, yeah, no, you can't layer up like that. I was like, I'm not trying to layer up <laughs> my high heels and a handbag. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> yeah.
2: You would assume that, like, some clothing would give, you know, like, more room for accessories and stuff like that. But I guess, come to think of it, there were some outfits that I'm glad aren't, like, I guess they could have removed the outfits, but like, you can get, there's like multiple different bikini sets and things like that. that yeah, you there's weird, like, bondage clothing, <laughs>
1: too like in one of the stores. It's is really it like a late
0: game or did I just not <laughs> no, go into these stores? I think stores. you just missed it. Is this okay. first is first week. This oh. is all yeah. first week. Uh, so this. It's, it's not uh, Bravely Default where you get rewarded with like creepy, skimpy outfits for your like 12-year-old protagonist. Yeah, like I had like <laughs> Neku
1: had like some kind of leather pants with like straps. Oh, on yeah. Those a, are yeah, like, from
0: the Tigra Punk. It's like a punk store. store. Yeah. There's like
2: a Hot Topic stand-in. <laughs> right.
0: There's a goth store that Sells like wigs and shit as well. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, kind of the same.
2: They have every fashion represented, pretty much. Yeah. I did like those stores. They were cool stores. Yeah, except yeah. for the rich person store. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I didn't even know what the mechanical
0: purpose of most of that was of the of rich people. No, like the store that sells like it just sells stuff that's expensive, and when you try and buy it, they tell you that you're like a
2: slummy <laughs> shithead and should get out of there. <laughs> I'll have you know, Chad that becoming rich enough to shop at the rich person store is possible in this video game if you try hard enough. Is there you can a way to there. upgrade your wallet? They sell it at the rich person store. Those fuckers. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah. So they stay on top. Uh, to
0: like one have one point that's going to work with the uh the notes about character design and to to make it so uncomfortable that we have to take a break Mm -hmm. Uh, i will note that because of the weird like character design in this game when Andy and i were trying to find a yaoi art picture (laughs) (laughs) of Niku and joshua getting it on Mm -hmm. uh it is like the only time i've seen a fan artist's draw sexualized versions of characters whose proportions are way more believable than the ones presented in game
1: (laughs) yeah like literally like all of the character designs except for like maybe like Beat and like a couple of the villains and stuff like are all super skinny Yes. Yeah. It's really weird.
0: But like, it's like skinny to the point where you could not fit organs into them. Anyway. Right, yeah. Like it's yeah. a weird stylistic choice. Yeah. They don't have like an hourglass figure. They have like a water balloon with a rubber band yeah, it's, on it. It's like they the have figure. hips
1: and then it's just like no transition. It's just like then a
0: skinny waist all of a sudden. <laughs> it's just super weird. And it just couldn't not be weird the whole game, for some reason. I liked it. I liked the skinny
1: waist. Oh, you like the skinny waist? Well, I mean, yeah. Like, Tetsuya Nomura is, like, a great character designer, so, like, he pulls it off. But, like, it is, I think, worth noting. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Just throw a bunch of buttons and zippers all over everybody, and it
2: works. Did he do all the character design work? In this game? Yeah. I think so. It's interesting, because that means a whole lot of the things that I didn't expect him to have a hand in. Like, emulations of styles of other fashionable clothing from the time period. Like, now this game is like a canon like Nomura take on, like, The Gap is within it yeah (laughs) Yeah. well i mean that's kind of like
1: something that they were going for so i know like he might not have done all the clothing
0: designs but
2: it's just we have an answer to so many hypotheticals now yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah what does he think about the gap uh basically four babies (laughs) babies only in this store (laughs) would you like to buy a mono colored t-shirt and socks that are bright blue and red (laughs)
2: They sell a teddy bear, I think. Yeah, you can also buy a teddy
0: bear that Nike can carry around for whatever reason. Alright, so uh, it's 81 degrees outside and yes. quite humid, mm. and we're recording this with the uh, AC off, mm-hmm. so we're going to take a break <gasps> to not die. Thank you. And uh, then we'll return with more talk on shit. Nailed it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was some good talk on shit. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs>
0: Welcome back. One thing that I'm amazed that I did not mention on the first half is what is, uh, I think, my biggest issue with the game, Mm -hmm. but I'm not 100% sure that I can, like levy it as a criticism against the game itself or if i should take it as a criticism against me uh (laughs) but i hate the save system in this game so much because they let you save whenever you want Mm -hmm. as long as you have control of your character why not just have checkpoints if you're going to be able to save all the time why not just have a checkpoint system so that if you forget to save, you don't go back a hour?
2: <laughs> I was also generally, like, like going back to this game made me realize how much autosaves has improved my life. Oh, yeah. Just like, a time system, I had a very strong nightmare headstone moment in <laughs> having to be like, because... You do the optimal thing when you're playing a video game, which means every time you do any significant piece of content, you stop and you save. Uh, I don't even... There's not even a significant modifier. Anytime that I do... I would save
0: after walking from one location to another. Because it's like... Because they establish early on that they will initiate a fight upon you crossing a boundary. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I die and have to... Redo this conversation, walk across three streets, and then redo another conversation, I will blow my brain out. <laughs> so I'm gonna save before I even enter the like the targeted area. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can't say that I really relate to the problem because
0: This seems I'm like somebody... such a thing that you wouldn't have an issue yeah, with. Yeah,
1: I'm somebody who has religiously saved games like his whole life. Yeah. Like I think pokemon is what trained me to do that in the fear that your battery might die at any moment but like i'm almost like ocd about saving i'll save and i'll save again like just to like make sure that it is saved i'm
0: sure that i double saved a lot in the warlands with you because i would save then close my ds and then come back open it on the menu screen and just be like Oh, yeah, just to be safe. Save it <laughs> yeah. again. So, uh, that, I
1: never even thought about it, like, because I just save all the time anyway.
0: Yeah. I feel like just implementing a checkpoint system or, God forbid, a skip dialogue system would that also would be have nice. been nice. Yeah. Uh, Pretty, the... God uh, yeah, fucking... What even one was it? It was right after Rhyme dies. There's a, a fight with... The shark? Maybe it was the shark. Oh, it was the shark, yeah. yeah. And, like, I, I lost to that the first time because it was, like, a kind of a new mechanic, and so I wasn't, like, exactly sure how to respond to it. Yeah. And then it went back, and I was like, oh, shit. That was a really long conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just, like, mashing on the screen. Yeah. I hit all the buttons, hoping <laughs> that there was, like, a fast-forward. Like I think the in Metal Gear Solid there's a uh, checks out next time. In uh, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid there's a cool uh, like mechanic where if you're in to codec call and you want to get the call you can press a button and when like if you press the X button you can then just press the X button over and over again to like display the next line of text and then if you press another button it just fast forwards the whole thing. And that kind of, that would have worked here because they already don't have uh, like voice acting during these, like, one-on-ones. So you could have just pressed X through all of them, and not had to wait for, like, the text to draw out, and then hit Mm -hmm. the thing, and then wait for it again. Uh, but yeah, that's my, like, minor
2: gripe, I want to say, with how the game handles itself. You do bring up a good point that I... Been really considered which is like the actual positive utility of save points because people again now that autosaves exist this is a conversation that's 10 years out of date but people <laughs> always used to rag on uh save points sometimes because if developers placed them improperly it would put players in mandated situations where they had to do the sucky part of old video games where you go through the conversation over and over again But they actually do provide, like, a a good function in comparison to just letting you slave whenever, which is the game explicitly, like, telling you when to save. Like, you you never have the same, like, ambiguity that causes save paranoia that makes people just go over Mm -hmm. and over and over again in cartridge games like this. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's one of those circumstances where giving you more freedom can actually, like leave open the door for kinds of madness right cause you to waste time because you don't have the information necessary to know when you're wasting time mm-hmm. so you end up doing the safe thing because it's a video game yeah so like i'd rather save after every fight with the noise than,
0: like have to redo because it's just it's just lost time at that point yeah Another cool thing that save points do in games is it prevents you from putting yourself into a situation where things are unwinnable. This game, unfortunately, does avoid that by just not, like, having... Like, you don't have persistent health. It regenerates at the end of everything. There's literally no difference between going into one fight and another fight unless you changed equipment or leveled up, so... Um, or if you chained them together, or if you did a chain, which that was cool. It was. Yeah. As somebody who finds the mechanics of the game generally enjoyable, I liked the fact that like my grinding could be like fighting a huge like three chain fight. That you can even like set yourself up and be like, this is like I'll do the big one first, and then like right. the middle one, then the tiny one, or like two tiny ones, and a huge one is like a boss fight. <laughs> You play a little narrative out of your head.
1: Yeah, it, I think it like increases drop rates if you do chain battles as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. so it, it speeds up time, gives you more rewards in a way that it still presents like an increased challenge. It's, it was a cool way for them to solve that JRPG problem among the many that they were, you know, part of the train of people solving JRPG problems, <laughs> which still gets praised yeah. even to this day. No, no
0: random battles in this one either. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Which, that
0: actually kind of caught me off guard because the game therefore does not have like a... It's like designated level progression system yeah doesn't work unless you are choosing to fight battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have to choose to fight battles. It was, it's not a big leap to be like, you want to engage with this game at all? <laughs> Do yeah, it. And
1: I found the, uh, the chain battles got me like to fight enemies more often. Like, mm-hmm. every time I go into a place, I'm like, I'll do a chain of four. Right. Move on to the next area. You know, like, I'd always pick up, like, one chain.
0: My question... Okay. So you know those pigs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since so we're discussing the, like, scanning and doing noises? Uh, the fuck with those pigs. What do you mean? Like, some of the time... It was real easy to kill a pig. In
1: week one, they're easy to kill, and then after that, they're, like, way more challenging. You had to kill them
0: fast enough before (laughs) they run away. Are there, like, other fire pins? I'm now just asking as if I'm on, like, Yahoo Answers or something. (laughs) Because I had a level, like, a mastered fire pin, Uh and could not even come close to killing the pig that required a fire pin. Like, I, I don't... I feel like some of the challenges are just like, hey, if you didn't do a thing,
2: fuck off. Like, yeah, you can't I, those are like a pin. hidden
1: optional thing,
0: though. Yeah.
2: This game does have a way of making it so that a lot of the hidden optional content in it is hidden behind a lot of grinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. a, a lot of the requirements to, like, get into certain areas of the town, even relatively early on in the first week, require you to get, like, low drop weight pins, uh, even things like, like like money pins and things like that. Yeah. Uh,
0: I like the I like the enemy designs too. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: The the aesthetic
1: design of the enemies is great because it they look like a graffiti. Yeah.
0: They look like a they look like okay. You're uh smarter and better at words than than me am. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say that they all look like shitty tribal tattoos. <laughs> Which are great as enemies, but bad to put on your body. I mean, right. Uh, tribal tattoos are the graffiti of the human person. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you say that it like somebody sneaks into someone's room and tattoos a, a like a, a
2: tribal tattoo on their arm. If you were that kind of person, it would be a tribal tattoo. Like uh, yeah. what else? Assuming it's not just like crazy words. It would definitely be It could be crazy words. Yeah. I would
0: yeah. I would say of any game. To have an enemy from it tattooed on me uh, this is probably a good one. the shark yeah at least in like the top <laughs> top five or so
1: yeah because it's cool how they tie um, the enemies to like Neku's theming
0: mm-hmm.
1: where they, they look like graffiti which is he is that he's a big fan of street art and they're also called noise. He like his whole thing is that he wears
0: headphones to block out the noise, so he doesn't have to talk to people. They use noise throughout as like a double entendre a lot, where mm-hmm. they'll sort of use it as a, a metaphor for something else. You know, like, like noise reductions right. for each round in a, a chain fight or something like that. Um, and they also use it to symbolize like somebody whose thoughts are clouded, so they have like noise in their head. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I mean. Their theming is pretty much on point throughout the entire game, but I, I don't think there was ever a moment that I
2: felt like something was like inappropriate mm-hmm. given the the area or whatever it was. Uh, Which is interesting, despite like how much of these different stylistic choices they were trying to mess with, like an actual physical space.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I've never been to uh, Japan. I don't. I don't know a, a lot of what they were riffing on stylistically, but. I don't in a lot of games like this you can you could see how in a game that was this obsessed with a certain subset of Japanese culture that could have been seriously to the detriment of the game to outside fans something that's like so so insular on the particular design or the kind of things they have reverence to like they, they could have made like talking about like the statue of Hachiko, like really weird but it, it just comes off with all of like the different veneers that they put off it like, a really interesting urban fantasy setting, even though it's all mm-hmm. riffs on real places.
1: It it feels like, like a sci-fi, like, fantasy kind of thing, where, like, they throw you into this, like, almost like a cyberpunk... Well, this game isn't cyberpunk, but, like, if... The kind of feeling you get from, like, right. a sci-fi fantasy setting, like a cyberpunk fantasy setting, where, like, it feels, like, just familiar enough, but just real enough.
0: I would actually be really interested to see the, like, localized version of this game compared to, like, a direct Japanese translation. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, particularly in Niku's case, I feel like he acts as almost like a surrogate to the Western audience a lot. He's a little
1: bit of a fish out of water sometimes.
0: Yeah, because he gives off a, like... He gives off that he doesn't... Not that he just doesn't care about things, which is what he... Does at the beginning <laughs> of the game, uh, but that he like legitimately doesn't know, and they you know give him the amnesia thing. Uh, but even going into like week two and three, having to have like cultural things explained to him, uh, barring ramen, like evidently that's just like a universal. <laughs> everyone loves. <it>. Everyone <laughs> loves ramen. Yep, uh, including apparently gross fish ramen. It's uh, like there's a scene in. Week two, where he eats gross fish ramen. Yeah, I thought I've had I've had some good fish ramen. I oh yeah, to, to he, he was ramen. just like, oh, this looks gross, and then Joshua was like, this is fucking good. That was like the whole bit. <laughs> it didn't yeah, make you me want to eat you're that. fucking talking. About. Was, yeah. <laughs> Shut your face. I would totally eat that ramen though. It looks really real tasty. Yeah. Um. Ramadan, yeah, Don. the best named. Uh, ramen <laughs> oh god, restaurant. I didn't
1: get that. What, yeah. fuck you? <laughs> That's maybe the most obvious joke in the whole game. <laughs> Chad just did an actual spit take I just... of Deja Blue, so <laughs> yeah. it was so refreshing. <laughs>
0: I, could, I couldn't I couldn't exhale out of my mouth or out of my nose because I'm recovering from a cold. It was just the fuck you.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't spend a lot of time around Jewish things.
0: To be fair, you would have to say it out loud to get it. Yeah, so. I don't
1: think so. I at fifteen or whatever immediately got that. Mm. So either way it seems impossible that you could play
0: through it twice and not not pick up on that so uh the plot of this game to me not the plot i guess but the characters uh particularly in the reapers and uh like the authority figures uh not necessarily like all the way up but especially in the early chapters when they're the game masters. Yeah, when they're discussed, is like more shadowy type of figures as mm-hmm. opposed to like literal things that you just know about. Uh, plays like a D and D campaign <laughs> where everyone is just super into what they're doing. <laughs>
1: Uh, like, they're all into their roles. They're, yeah, they're,
0: like, real into it. Like, I love the fact that the first Game Master, like, uses cooking metaphors for, like, literally every <laughs> sentence. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it obviously continues on into the second week with the math guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the grim heaper. The, yes, the grim heaper. Uh, Did you get that joke,
1: JJ? <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but even like the like the reapers who were, like uh, uh, the the one who is obsessed with like getting points and being like the best reaper, pink hair corset girl. Yeah, yeah. and the guy, and the, the lazy guy, lollipop guy. Yeah, pink hair corset guy, girl, and <laughs> redhead red lollipop, guy. red lollipop guy. They really should
1: have given them like, nicknames, because they just have like regular Japanese names that are hard for Americans to remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like they do with every other character yeah. in the game. Because yeah. uh, I like those characters, mm-hmm. but, you know,
0: don't know their names. <laughs> <laughs> that it really is the tragedy mm-hmm. of having a, a very Japanese name in a Western audience release. Tragic. Completely Tragic. I mean, if, it, if those characters could feel, they would be sad that no one, not a soul,
2: remembers <laughs> their name. Are you, are you sure they wouldn't just be, like, angry that we don't remember their names because they're Japanese? And then they well, would erase us. At, yeah, I'd say at worst
0: one of them would be angry and the other one would be like, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I don't have to work today.
2: <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah. Let's see cargo shorts. Uh, <laughs> a, the word slammer eye. Uh, Quotes uh, from the Crazy Food Guy. Uh, he, I didn't like him initially, which is why I wrote this like, down. Crazy Food Guy, the first, the Game first Mastery. Game Master. Oh, yeah. But it grew on me eventually. It, 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 like, when they kept doing it over and over, literally constantly, it fell in right. line with their standard sense of humor. Where at the beginning of it, I, I thought they were trying to use it as like, in the same way that they were trying to use his aesthetic as like actual cool villainous guy, but mm-hmm. they were trying to play off his like ridiculous food puns as if they were like serious villain talk, but. There's neither neither here nor there. We've preheated long enough. <laughs> <laughs> cool no... villain lines 101. <laughs> he flunked. Uh, oh yeah. The other mechanic that we haven't talk, touched on literally at all. Uh, imprinting? Uh, oh, memes. Yeah, memes. Let's mm. let's
0: have let's talk about memes like we do every every week on our <laughs> meme podcast are hot hot fresh memes straight out of the <laughs> oven. Now these are memes in like a in a literal linguistically correct sense yes, <laughs> not image macros. So the imprinting
1: thing uh, as a mechanic is something I actually really enjoyed throughout the game. Uh, I, I wouldn't I don't know how to like characterize it because. When you're playing the game, it is very much about, like, these, like, weird, experimental, almost, mechanics that the game has. But then, like, through, more through week two, because week one, you're, like, learning all the mechanics. Mm -hmm. They give you these whole days where you're just going and doing these little, like, puzzles, or, like, you have to, like, follow a person around and figure out what they're doing and influence what they're doing and get them to do a certain thing to do your mission or whatever. Right. And I found those are some of my favorite parts of the game. Yep. Like but they're like kind of shallow and they aren't really developed, but they're still enjoyable. Like I don't really know how I feel about it. Yeah. It's like another part of that weird melting
0: pot that is this game. Yeah. I, I, I have to th- I think that you hit it basically right on the head with that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Like the whole Reaper Creeper thing. Exactly. And I'm like, this is cool. (laughs) What needs to exist that could be replicated on, like, non DS hardware if necessary? If this was, like, a visual novel. I feel like they should just do, like, a a spin off game that's just, like, called Reaper Creeper. (laughs) And the idea is that, because, like, you learn that as a meme in week one, but you can't use it most of the time. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, But, like, how cool would it be if you could just, like, scan a person, they're expressing indecision, you imprint Reaper Creeper, they decide to play it, and then you can then influence what they do from there. Yeah. And the puzzles always have solutions that are kind of, like, just handed to you, it's really rarely anything that's, like, like, not super cerebral, but I think there's a lot of potential in this and it's kind of a thing that some games have tried but I think this implementation is just cute and funny enough Mm -hmm. to warrant its own thing. Yeah, it's like they wanted to like push like a little
1: like detective kind of thing in there Mm -hmm. like a version of this game that takes the premise of like you're like a ghost detective (laughs) that can only like influence people like subconsciously like that could actually be like really
0: cool if it just used that as long as it wasn't murdered soul suspect (laughs) where you can kind of do this but it is a trash game
2: (laughs) I guess it wasn't that bad it's a pretty bad game. I literally only know the title Murdered Soul Suspect. Right. Are yeah. you aware that it's spelled S-O-U-L? Is
0: this the game? Soul Suspect? Was
1: this the game that was kind of like a Telltale game that we played with Dan? But
0: like at, occasionally you would have to like Be jump dad? to lights to get away from uh, like a demon? Wait, is it, I don't think we're
1: talking about the same game.
0: Are you, are you talking about Alan Wake? No. In, a, no, it was this a pc right. game it was a ps4 game Oh, okay yeah
1: i know we're talking about the same thing right, okay because there's also it another is game PC. that i think is like this that is like a ds game that i thought you might have been talking about is ghost trick that might be it
0: that's where you have to prevent people's deaths that's what i'm thinking of yeah so it's, yeah we're thinking
1: of the same thing yeah. not phoenix right no, not fe- he's not dead. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. I In the well.
0: sexy brutale, you also also have to prevent people's death by altering the circumstances. But you're not a ghost, you're a guy who just relives the same
2: mm, one like hour over and over again. Thing. Yeah. That's a cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty game. Nice yeah, some nice game ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of thing about the game to get back once again to the matter at hand. Um that makes me want to see a sequel. Like, mechanically, on the mechanical side of things, I'd like to see a sequel that iterates and polishes this stuff. But then, like, narratively, it's got, like, such a nice end to it that, like, yeah. I wouldn't want, you know, them to mess with that. Yeah. So I'm kind of torn.
2: It has to be, like, new characters Well, or yeah. If they did it with the same characters, that would be dumb. Yeah, I agree. What if, like, I can only imagine the sort of things they could have done given... The access to 3D. Oh yeah, on the 3DS. Yeah, I can't. They that, couldn't have possibly put that into the mechanics.
0: Why not? Uh, I mean, they, well, one. The, okay, yes. The game they as could've. it
1: is, and then you were just like, "Hey, you can also use 3D." Okay, right. You know, no, they couldn't have. But right. like, if you handed them the 3DS instead of the DS,
0: do you think they would have
1: tried to doing something? Yeah, the way that yeah. they you tried to utilize pretty much. Everything about the DS that they could, besides we like the, even, microphone. The, no, they they the microphone. There's pins that you yell at. <laughs> Never mind, they use the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Um,. Uh, they would have tried to use the 3D. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that
0: Square <laughs> managed to do that. Like, actually use everything on the DS. Yep. Unlike Nintendo. Like, Phantom Hourglass is like, how it, like blow out a candle or something. That's
1: actually kind of cool. That's fine. There are, like, some puzzles we have to blow into the mic. It's right. Dying, it's
2: neat. I forget. N- did Nintendo There's publish... A
1: There's a fucking puzzle you have to solve by closing the DS. Oh, yeah. That... To, like, stamp something onto the bottom screen. That like,
2: is actually
0: awesome yeah that's genius yeah
1: they did a lot of cool stuff early on and then we're just kind of like whatever a mario game (laughs) 2d mario game (laughs) yeah i haven't played every ds game right you know far from it but i feel like this is the game that like might use the ds to like its full potential right
0: and its full potential is Staggering, both in the number (laughs) of things you can do and, like, mentally just uh,
2: tiresome. Yeah. It's one of those things where, uh, like, after we're done with the podcast, I'm going to go home and start Googling like, expert playthroughs and things like that. I'm really hoping they balance Just the game like, in such a way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched a uh, playthrough
1: of the final boss fight, but this guy had, like, all these pins that, like, I've never seen before. <laughs> and, like, he, like, it was, like, this giant wall of, like, blue fire that he was, like, you know, dragging around. And I'm like, that's... A... And, like, he's doing, like, so much damage, you know, like, right off the bat. He's like, so
2: cool, man. And,
1: like, because, like, in the, in the boss fight, the final boss fight... When you get into it, like, you're just, like, trying to hit the boss, and you're doing, like, five damage. (laughs) You know, like, with your pins. And this guy's just, like, doing, like, 75 damage. And I'm like, oh, man, those pins are real good I have no idea how to get those I'm assuming (laughs)
0: another mechanic that we didn't talk about at all some pins can evolve evolve. so maybe that's like the evolved form of a pin yeah Yeah, that's the Charizard
2: (laughs) to the flame pins Charmander yeah this game really does have a way of instilling like a consumeristic urge to Mm -hmm. acquire yeah I'd like to I'd also like be (laughs) curious
1: like as to like how to get all that kind of stuff
2: there are secret pins. I yeah, think. I like, yeah, I know. Like
1: I, feel like you probably have to do that second playthrough mm-hmm. to get a lot of it.
0: Yeah. As a co-host of a video games podcast, uh, it should probably come as no surprise to people that I uh, treat How Long to Beat as like a valuable resource. <laughs> uh, this game, uh, How Long to Beat page is ludicrous because it's like main game twenty eight hours main plus extras, 58 hours. <laughs> Completion is 180 hours. <laughs> like, there's so much shit in this game that, like, you wouldn't even know about yeah,
1: at all. It's so easy to be completely oblivious to, like, so much stuff in this game. Yeah. I've I mean, done three one. playthroughs and I don't know jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> so... We haven't talked about the music, really. That's good call. It is a good call. Uh, it's bad. No, it's really good. <laughs> when I say music, music's one of my favorite things about the game.
0: One thing, probably the only negative thing I can say about the music, so I'm just going to get it out of the way, because mm-hmm. uh, I do really like it, is that there's something kind of novel about having a uh, having lyrics in your uh, like overworld music. Mm-hmm. And like any sort of music like this in a uh, in a JRPG, but like it, the novelty wears off after a little while, and it's made worse by the fact that the reason that people don't put lyrics in overworld music is because it loops, mm-hmm. and so you end up with like you'll be listening to the same like. Uh... <laughs> See,
1: I I think it's just like I don't know what the right word is, but like. The, it's just like melodic enough and like the words it's being said yeah, are like drawn out enough that like I cease hearing them as words and it's just kind of music in the right. background. Now. And of course
0: that the actual overworld music mm-hmm. is a really bad example for my side because yeah. it really is like the lyrics are being See, used. Because
1: like I've played uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X which I know neither of you have played. Mm-hmm. You're right. But it goes for a similar style in like some of the music and some Like in the main city, Mm -hmm. oh my god, (laughs) it's five hundred times worse than (laughs) this game. This game, like, it feels like they actually considered that, and like the lyrics aren't obnoxious. Yeah. Oh man, like Xenoblade Chronicles X, you'll like never want to go back into the city for (laughs) the song to play. (laughs) Because like like, at first I was like, oh yeah, like I, I like this style, like a you know, because I played The World Ends With You, like, oh, yeah, I'm into this. And then I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only song that plays here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they did. I think they did a really good job with the actual composition of the music in this game because they, they do sort of... They try and blend, like, the different genres of pop music into a way... Into, like, a, a version that works with... Uh, within the universe of the game. Mm-hmm. I think they were overall really successful with it.
1: And I like how they have like the
0: diegetic
1: excuse like that it's like the music that Neku is listening to on his headphones. Right.
0: It's I, weird that he changes the track on his mp3 player every time he opens the
2: phone yeah, <laughs> yeah. <That> and, I, <laughs> you can't tell those limitations coming into play like with the DS with that and the kind of things they could do with sound design because I, that was honestly my least favorite part about this fantastic soundtrack and general sound design of the game mm-hmm. was pr- tons of like really normal actions that you go through change the song that's playing so you don't really get into like a musical rhythm. Uh, and unless you're like doing something that takes a long time, like an individual combat or something, right. when this game seems to have such a good sense of rhythm, otherwise, uh, like I, especially considering how much you had to save, like you just kept changing the overworld track to another yeah, right. track, to back to a different overworld track. With
0: a with like like almost ironically appropriate record scratch noise, yeah. it's like oh, saving the game again, <laughs> 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 and then it just dead silence while yeah. it saves. That <laughs> kicks back in <laughs> and it goes to the menu yeah but yeah, if it was because that was just sort of like that's a ds thing like that's yeah. weird they made a game on the ds and yeah. like couldn't necessarily really avoid that. Mm-hmm. I know. that I mean they could have done like monkey Island style like music blending as you transition from area to area dynamic tracks, but they they're working on a cartridge mm-hmm. and and
2: we're not using minis anymore, so I it's a little bit more difficult yeah. But on to the individual quality, though, like, I still listen to Twister. It's been, what, like 10 years since
1: this game came out?
2: Uh, that means nothing to me. <laughs> oh.
1: See, I don't know the names of the tracks. Oh,
2: I thought that that would be enough to catch it considering that the word Twister is said... Uh, it's the it's the one that people will always associate with this game. The, the one that they ported to uh, Kingdom Hearts. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I really like the use of sound design, as you mentioned, as well. Like, I, I, I really love the little voice clips... It's, like, such a simple little addition, but, like, adds so much personality to the characters that wouldn't be there otherwise. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, you can, like... I mean, I guess I never saw Beats' fusion move. I mean, you can tell, like, how Nico responds to his partner... With the way that the fusion voice tracks go. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, like, Sheiki is, is ready to die, and he's like, then die. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Joshua's my favorite because yeah. he's just like, follow, follow my lead. Screw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, real good. that's the best one. Yeah.
1: Uh, what Beat says, I think, just get with the beat or something. <laughs> and I can't remember what Neku says to him. But... It's so because it came up so rarely. Something it was so that... hard to confuse. It with beat. Say, <laughs> I actually triggered it a decent amount. I actually got like, I don't know if it's a thing with the other characters, but like a double fusion thing. Oh, yeah. Because like you would trigger the fusion and then if you didn't use tri- it, use it yeah, you could you then could, stack like, save another up one. And, yeah.
0: Beat was the only character I ever managed to like do that with. Hmm. It was rare for sure. I got it a couple of times with uh, with uh, Shiki just because I had all the clothing they gave for free stars. <laughs> he says, "Pick it up, phones." Is what he
2: says. Oh, yeah. uh, pick it up, phones. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo ended up learning this lesson later, and and in, in other similar games, uh, the Fire Emblem series also has a whole lot of written text on screen, and they adapted this lesson by uh, in awakening, giving characters their own little like tiny voice clips. It was it's nice. It, going backwards i never made the connection before but i can see how like giving the characters a literal voice in a Mm. game like this especially a ds game lord Yeah. yeah it's it's something that's like
0: in development it's a pretty big hurdle to go from literally nothing to having voices something as a reference in your own mind right
1: uh it'd be really cool if you could do that with books somehow
0: like you like give we, characters like a voice It's like the greeting card like in. opening thing like when you turn the page to the page with the character's voice on it it just like plays a clip Yeah you like you
1: incorporate like elements from like children's books where like they have like the little buttons that like play stuff <laughs> like you like you open it to the back and there's like a glossary of characters and like you hit the button next to their picture and it plays their voice
0: I'm just imagining <laughs> like a full novel that has like the extended back like back cover <laughs> with the fucking plastic buttons with like a picture of a cat next right. to it,
1: <laughs> the speaker up top, <laughs> and
2: it's like the Great Gatsby. Or <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking good. <laughs> I they're bad with spoilers. If you had like, especially like on the lines that they do say. You well, like...
1: I would imagine it would just be simple lines, <laughs> like not even necessarily anything that's actually in the novel you killed my mother Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <it's>...
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. but yeah there's a lot of little touches like even like when you scan like how like the bottom screen is like naku's face like you know doing that and it's it has the sound effect of like the is it expands mm-hmm.
2: it's like a lot of little things like that that really pull you in yeah i assume neither of you guys spent a lot of time reading uh the little things that people say when you scan them I, all three of my playthroughs, I've done that like the first week and then just stopped doing it. Why are the things that they say completely insane like 20% of the time?
0: Oh, 20%? <laughs> it's gotta be higher than that, right? I mean, I I didn't take measurements. So. Uh, like, everyone that you scan is a crazy person. <laughs> like, nobody's like, oh, I should go home and feed the dog. Everyone is having a crisis. <laughs> and that crisis is usually stupid. <laughs> but my favorite one is the fact that this one guy I scanned, and he was like, I'm feeling pretty fashionable. Some such shit. Like, he says something where he was enjoy, He liked... He was proud about the way that he looked. Uh-huh. And I scanned another guy, and he said that he looked dumpy. And he was the same model. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, uh, uh, hmm. <laughs> I guess they only have one of these guys. Uh, <laughs> fashion guy. <laughs> yeah, fashion guy. Good or bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, they're all crazy, and, uh... I think that there are only, like, 13 different ones, yeah. outside yeah. of Unique Ones.
1: Definitely felt like an un, like an underutilized...
0: For, for how often yeah. you have to... They probably should have I mean, cut ha- them out.
1: See, I feel like they had to have it there for the times it comes up, like... Right, narratively. The, yeah, like, when you have to do it. But, like, man, they should have come up with some more stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it probably <laughs> would have been that... I mean, maybe I'm talking out of my ass here, but it doesn't seem like... They couldn't have just dedicated one guy to be like, spend like your whole shift today just writing down things that people think about.
2: Oh, what, you think they didn't do that And someone was like, oh no, what do people think about it? They only came up with
0: 12 things? Yeah,
1: I I feel like it would be reasonable for them to come up with different things for the people to be thinking like every single day.
0: Or just reduce the density of them on the screen at once as well. Spread them out. Yeah. Yeah. Though maybe it worked to their advantage because... uh, like, if there's a whole bunch of them, you're probably not going to check all of them. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, and so if they start you by only giving you, like, a few to scan, you'll read them all and be like, I understand this now. And you go, to the next one he's like, a hundred. You're like, whoa, <laughs> people think about lots of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you just move on. Don't try and read them all. Right.
1: Yeah. We usually, all. like, talk about the ending of the game. You want to do
0: that here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can imagine that the reason I didn't think to do that is because it. I didn't finish the game. But I did read the ending so I, I'm aware of it. How did it make you guys feel?
1: um I really like the ending um like the game did a really good job I think with Joshua like with subverting your expectations of like you keep thinking like, oh he's this, oh he's this. Oh, he's this. Like you keep changing your mind, and then in the end he ends up being the composer. And I think it's really kind of weird and abrupt how he like at the end he's just like challenging you to a shoot off. This <laughs> <laughs> is a draw. It's, it's it's weird. And then it yeah. it the what they're going for is that he's, like, learned a lesson to, like, trust your partner, and he just, like, lets Joshua shoot him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust that he, like, knows what's best and everything. That comes off so abrupt. (laughs) And he's, like, after the fight, and then Joshua's, like, hey, Neku, you did it. You were my choice all along. Uh, You know, you did beautifully. Great job, Neku. Now I'm going to shoot you. (laughs) Like... And you're like, oh, man, like, Neku's
2: crying, and you're like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? It's the same abruptness that, like, an actual mugging would have on yeah, you emotionally. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. Now, uh, even
0: a mugging, like, if you see a guy who's going to mug you, 100%, you, kn- you know that guy is going to mug you. No, it's like... like it, nobody's ever mugged somebody by surprise. No, and you don't walk up to somebody and be like, oh, you're wearing, like, a dark hoodie, holding both your hands in your pockets. Like, leaning toward me, walking rather quickly. Maybe he wants to, like, talk about the movie I just saw. (laughs) No, it's like if one of your friends suddenly pulled a gun on you and mugged you. Yes, that.
1: Uh, But then, of course, it works out. It cuts to, like, what, seven days later uh, does the nice subversion of Lino. Like, keeping track of the days and everything. And you meet up with. Cheeky and beat and rhyme at the statue, the wolf statue, and it's a nice little end. And they don't sh- they show you this much of Sheiky's face. You don't get to see it all.
2: I'm Still sad about that. Yeah, but isn't
0: she just the girl in the picture on the phone at the beginning? But they
2: mask that with yeah, the glare. Yeah, you can't see.
0: uh I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> there, they
1: they show like yeah, like the bottom like part of her face, and like there are like artist's renditions of like what her whole face would look like. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've you got that. Right. But yeah, I think it's a pretty nice little, nice nice, sweet little ending.
0: Maybe they only show the bottom part of her face, because uh, Niko only ever shows the top part of his face. Ah, uh, it's like they So they other. can finally have a whole face. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why she didn't want to be herself, is because she didn't have... She has like a horrible
2: burn. Right. On the top of her yeah. face. And Niko has no jaw. Just yeah. at all. He, like, <laughs> leans back when he's happy. I thought that was actually... Yeah, yeah that's a total team. lie. He slumps yeah, down into, like, his little scarf thing or whatever it is, yeah, uh, collar. Yeah, that's just a collar. That's yeah. just an unbelievable, inhuman representation of what a collar yeah, is. Yeah, and then, like, his yeah. hair
1: covers... Up. Like, his hair comes down over his eyes and he puts his face down in his collar. Yeah. It's yeah, a nice touch.
2: He turtles up really hard like Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio when he's trying to avoid the paparazzi. <laughs> One thing that this game does, in relation to the ending... Uh,
0: is that, like, their, how they handle guns in the universe is so, like, I don't know, it's almost realistic in the way that a lot of people talk about guns, but actually not that many people actually have a gun, where, like, Joshua is shown to have a gun uh at several points during the story and then that one reaper is just like i'm going to have to go make some new players and like <laughs> pull out a fucking revolver <laughs> and you're like huh <laughs> like that, that's new <laughs> but like nobody ever actually uses a gun until like the at the end of the game right so it like it is kind of Cool, but then also very jarring that one time <laughs> that a revolver was produced out of nowhere. <laughs>
2: yeah. Guns are always jarring in an urban setting.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, not in video games. I, I, yeah, yeah. In this, most games. Yeah. That's what's so, like... Uh, I mean, in reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
1: this presents guns in, like, a grounded way. Yeah, the like, gun is... this is not a shooter. <laughs> you don't have to, like, break down that wall. But yeah, I think that's all I got to say about, about the ending.
0: It's really cute. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to Noclip this week.
1: What are we talking about next time?
0: Next time, we're going to be talking about Metal Gear Solid. Uh, the original Metal Gear Solid, which uh, I'm going to have to find a way to play the PlayStation One version. <laughs> Uh, as my disc is sadly missing, and I only have the twin snakes, which is not uh, an appropriate. It's not scalalog. an appropriate. No, it's just yeah. not appropriate. <laughs> not inappropriate. Until then, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find all of our contact information on our website, noclippodcast dot com. Uh, check us out on YouTube by searching NoClip Podcast uh, on
2: iTunes, Google Play. Leave us a rating and a review. I love that we ended this with, like, a, a fast, steamy dump on the Twin Snakes. <laughs> oh, no,
0: that shouldn't be taken. I actually prefer the Twin Snakes <gasps> because I'm a blasphemer. Uh, but, well, mostly because I Metal Gear Solid 2 is my favorite game, mm-hmm. and Metal Gear Solid the Twin Snakes uses the engine from that game. And I feel like it just plays better. And also because I am one of those people who looks at Solid Snake's fucking, like, blocky-ass Minecraft face on the PS1 and
2: goes, like, Ugh. So, <laughs> that's why I prefer it. I can't wait to see how you feel about his blocky-ass Minecraft face. I mean, I've seen his face before. <laughs> but you haven't seen it like this. Hard cut. <laughs>
1: but you had an app on your phone called yes which was just pictures of just memes of
0: right but they weren't referred to as memes this is what i mean like i feel, on. the memes I f- predate i feel as though that would be an amazing sentence for me to just insert comically timed censorship bleeps <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, go and go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>